Welcome to the Resume Storyteller, bringing you interviews with industry experts, regular folks who tested the job search waters and succeeded, and strategies to tell your story and land you job interviews. Here's your host, Virginia Franco. Hey guys, it is just me today, Virginia Franco. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I didn't want to have a guest today because I wanted to talk through some solutions to resume writing challenges that I know um, are common and I'm seeing a lot more of them. Um, and it's mostly what I'm talking about is when people are in consulting roles. Um, it also applies to when people maybe work for agencies or situations where basically they do a lot of the same work, but for lots of different clients. And I'm Sometimes it's even more complicated because in addition to maybe working on a bunch of clients simultaneously or maybe every couple of, you know, years, 18 to 24 months, they are jumping on a new project. Um, they might also be helped by confidentiality agreements. And so um, it sucks for a challenging resume. And if they were to look, sort of list every single thing they've ever done or every single project they've worked on, it would make for a really long resume. And, um, you know, you run the risk that with any long resume that the person isn't going to read it. So um, I have three different ways that I like to tackle this. Um, and I want to walk you through them. So the first one works really well if you are not bound by a confidentiality agreement, and that is name dropping. Um, name dropping works great when you want to really show the organizations that you worked with and when those names are really well recognized, either in your industry or even beyond that. Um, but it's a great way to show that you work for with some big existing or up and coming companies. Um, so what I'll do in that case is I will select a handful of clients that are sure to impress. Um, and I can do it two ways. One, I will sort of, uh, have an overview statement that says, you know, I directed the strategy. I did it for startups, for nonprofits, for Fortune 500s, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'll actually, let me read a bullet that I wrote for someone who was a nonprofit. Um, and she worked for, um, she worked on behalf of foundations that represented really big companies. So I had written directed nonprofit sustainability strategies for startups, struggling nonprofits, and those in need of endowment and campaign support. Raised $15 million across 14 regional and national organizations. Then I had a list of highlights. And what it did was with each, I, I, I picked five, five bullets uh, or five highlights. And with each of those bullets, I bolded the name of the um, organization um, and then did like a little colon. And then I went into the bullets. So American Red Cross was one, for instance. And then I wrote stemmed. Uh, blah, 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 and deficit spending, crafted strategy that helped that break even. Um, and then I, you know, I had my, um, numbers from there and I did that on a couple of different bullets. But what that allowed the reader to see is a series of bolded, um, 
segments of bullets that quickly tell the reader, wow, this person has really worked with some big names that are relevant to the role that she, the, the industry that she was targeting. Um, so that is a great, great option when you are not bound by a confidentiality agreement and you can name drop. Um, the second, it, the next workaround I do is when you, when the names have to be confidential, when there is a, um, a, com- uh, an NDA. Um, and this is where you showcase the industry t- rather than the, uh, company name. So what this does is it allows you to share your accomplishments while giving the reader a sense for the types of organizations that you have worked for without ever mentioning the client's names. But basically what you're doing is you're sharing a series of telling clues. Um, so for the, bullet that I listed and I'll read it to you. Um, I uh, gave the bullet a title. So I said, or the, the section of title and I wrote VP enterprise solutions lead slash financial services. And then I wrote set vision built project pipeline and ensured that this 300 strong organization had the right skills and tools to lead digital delivery within the, here we go highly regulated financial services industry. And I have a bullet that that uh, details this particular uh, engagement. And I wrote that um, I expanded uh, practice capabilities to include cyber, digital, blah, 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 delivered to clients that, here we go, included Fortune 500 DIOs and CTOs. And then the last bullet I wrote was that I stood up an enterprise PMO solution for three months for a $3 billion banking client, one of the firm's largest. So with those three bullets that I have outlined, what I have done is I've, through these clues, I've, I've showed three things that are really powerful in lieu of a name. One, I mentioned industry, in this case, financial services in the job title and in the first paragraph. So that sort of shows alignment with the person's job target. Second, I showed that, he, that this client had worked with the Fortune 500. Um, so that sort of narrows down the list for the reader without doing flat out naming. And then, um, secondly, I listed that the person, that the company was a large bank. So between, um, uh, the fastest financial services that it's a large bank and it's a Fortune 500, that only leaves a handful of banks. So the reader could really get a sense of the kinds of clients that this person worked with without ever, ever getting them in trouble for listing the name. Um, the third approach that I like to take um, is what I call pain point highlighting. And I do this because, you know, so many of my clients that are, that work on lots of engagement, they are often brought in to they're, they're often brought in for certain kinds of assignment. Um, and then because they do such a good job, they're asked to then repeat it across lots of other ones. So again, rather than list every 18 to 24 month assignment that would make for a really long resume that would probably lose the reader, it's often more effective to highlight the types of problems that, uh, that the person that you've been brought in to solve. So what I'll do is I will, um, I'll have like a list of engagement highlights. And with each bullet, I will 
sort of the similar to how I highlighted the the company name when I was name dropping. This time I'm highlighting the pain point. Um, and or actually I'm not highlighting it. I'm bullying it, and then I'm doing a little colon, and then I'm going into my bullet that explains what I did. Um, so. With the pay point approach, if you are bound by a confidentiality agreement, you can use descriptive language. Um, and if you're not, you can list the name. So here's an example, or here's two examples. Here's one where I um, couldn't list the client's name. So the pay point bullet is new part, new market penetration. So this is a bullet sort of show that this budget was brought in whatever uh, one of the, one of their consulting company or one of the uh, accounts that they work for wanted to enter into a new market. So I wrote, um, new market penetration was in bold. And then I did drove implementation of XYZ that helped this big box retailer penetrate the European market and expand its toehold. Um, and then I went into some other, you know, details around how much market growth and all of that stuff. But I have sort of identified what the pain point is. That way, if someone is looking to hire someone as an experience, they say, oh, well, that's what I need. And then I've also referenced, there's only so many big box retail companies, so that sort of helps the reader to figure it out. Um, here's another one where you list the client name. Um, so the, the Pain point was process streamlining and integration. And this is when you, um, when, you know, when this, this client was brought in lots of times when processes were sort of all over the mat and they map and they were super siloed. And by integrating that, in, integrating them, you get a lot of efficiency. So I wrote process streamlining and integration of bold. And then I wrote, um, reduce U.S. operating costs 20% in six months by developing best of breed, uh, standardized business processes to replace siloed reporting standards, um, merchandising, et cetera, across six distinct brands for, uh, and then I listed the company, combat this $14 billion global CPG. Um, so again, this sort of shows the, the reader right away. Oh, this is the kind of problem that my clients need. And then I've got details backed up by metrics to show how um, the reader did it. And I showed the company name because it was well-recognized and this client was not um, bound by a confidentiality agreement. Um, so I hope those three examples help um, you to write a resume when you have worked with lots of different companies as a consultant or for an agency where listing all of your engagements would just be way too much. Um, so I'll give you the option of name dropping when the names are really big and when you don't, you're not bound by any confidentiality agreements. Number two, do an industry showcasing to show the reader that, um, the kinds of organizations where you work and also allow you to give some really telling clues to help them sort of connect the dots as to what the company is. And the third one is my favorite, which is pain point highlighting, which sort of shows time and time again, the kinds of challenges that you are brought in to solve. Take care, guys. I hope that really helps. You've been listening to The Resume Storyteller with Virginia Franco. 
To learn more about storytelling strategies to catch the eye of today's online skim hiring and decision makers, please visit www.virginiafrancoresumes.com.